Last Night in Soho is the new film by director Edgar Wright. In this podcast, we'll dive into the music and hear from Edgar and score composer Stephen Price. Last Night in Soho is chock full of pop songs from 60s London and a score that evokes both that era and our own time. Since the film takes place in two different times, composer Stephen Price wove together musical ideas that represented the characters, but also kept the mystery of their identities. Yeah, there's definitely recurring themes that, that are associated with, with both Ellie and Sandy, and they kind of merge to and from each other. You know, and there's there's a little woodwind idea that is very much associated in my mind with with Ellie, and you you hear it in an interrogation scene towards the end of the film, where where Ellie's gone to the the modern day police to report an incident, and um, you know it develops out through the the, the end of the film. For me, that rather than it being a a very um, melodic score in that sort of sense. It was a way of playing games with some of these fragmentary motifs, you know. There's lots of little melodic ideas and cycles that would come back in different ways and morph between the characters because really we, we don't know who a lot of these people are until we've worked our way right away through the game. So there's lots of things that are hinted at. composer Stephen Price. The character Jack, for example, his identity is is an interesting thing, you know, and so there are always little hints of, of what might be there that were going on. And he's he's a character who's got his own um, sort of identity musically throughout the film. So there, there are definitely fragments of, of those things, but we never wanted to be too obvious and overt with them at too early a stage of the film, because there's a lot of secrets in the film that the music could have given away. So it was my job a lot of the time was to, to hint at things, but always pull back before you'd made it too apparent, you know, too obvious where, where the film might be going.
filmmaking is always a collaborative process, especially with a director like Edgar, who loves ideas. It's this intense period a couple of years ago before Christmas when we were really getting to the first screenings where lots of ideas were flying around and we, we did an awful lot very quickly. It's kind of what it's like working for Edgar. You do feel like, you know, ideas are flying around all the time and you just you grab hold of one and you just, just chase it down, you know, and, and oftentimes the, the thing that comes out of it isn't necessarily what you thought the idea was going to be, but it's the, the thing that triggered off the idea. It's the thing that made you think, oh, well, that doesn't work, but this works. And now we're now we're into this whole other thing. He's really receptive to all of that. And we work really closely with the sound department as well. So the whole thing is entwined. And, you know, we, we've got these systems set up now with things like Baby Driver, where sound and music were really sort of morphing together. Whereas, you know, we'll, I might write a piece of music and, you know what, that door chime there, that would be really interesting if that was in tune and landed and exactly on the right beat. And then maybe that can become part of the score. And that boiling kettle there, that sounds a bit musical. That could be the start of the next cue. And before you know it, the whole film is talking to each other in different elements, you know. I think when you get it right, when you get all those things sort of interacting in the right way, the film suddenly develops this momentum, you know, where, where everything just feels like it's landing musically and it all feels like it's got a rhythm. And before you know it, it's sort of, you know, I, I would be working on a cue and I would listen back to what I'd done, but then I'd find, I'd just watch the next 10 minutes of the film as well, because you're all of a sudden being pulled through it and you kind of, this inner momentum and heartbeat of the whole thing starts to come together. Composer Stephen Price had the chance with Last Night in Soho to really experiment with sound techniques. The results were sometimes quite chilling. One of those emerged from the song, There's Always Something There to Remind Me. I feel, if anything, this film, Last Night in Soho, it feels like we've developed some of those techniques and we're being more extreme with how we're taking some of these elements and really playing with them. And It was a load of fun to take a track like um, Sandy Shaw, Always Something There to Remind Me. There's a big set piece in the film where it starts off with the track you recognise, but before long it starts to kind of dissolve, you know, and the experience of it goes from being this jaunty 60s song to being this, like, nightmare, and there's still threads of it going along. 
But it all came out of um, a car trip we took, my family, during the, the, the bit of the first lockdown year where you could still travel a bit. And we took this long car trip to France and we have an old car without, you know, any of the streaming things and all that. So I'd, I had this mono box set of Beatles tracks. It was all going great until we got to revolution number nine, at which point you realize just how that's still the most terrifying thing in the world and all these loops and things building and these atmospheres and things springing out of all over the place. And, you know, I, I got to put some of that feeling of how you can make that terrifying, just sheer noise collage stuff. And um, that found a place in the film as well. I walk along the city streets who used to walk along with me And every step I take recalls how much in love we used to be Oh, how can I forget you When there is always something there to remind me Sometimes the music didn't need any help evoking just the right mood. One of the stars in the film, Anya Taylor-Joy, described it as a neon-fueled nightmare. Director Edgar Wright looked for depth and emotional complexity in the songs he used in Last Night in Soho. Obviously because the film revolves around two female characters, I wanted to use a lot of the female singers of the 60s, Dusty Springfield, Sandy Shaw, Petula Clark, Cilla Black... And I was always like struck by the fact that a lot of those songs of that period are both extremely melodic, but also there's this melancholic edge to them. So in a way, some of those songs like spoke to the theme of the movie, that they're incredibly like enjoyable, energetic tracks, but there's this kind of like 
grain of salt in them. There's this like hint of sadness about them when you start to analyze the lyrics. And I just found that very profound. And a lot of the songs I gravitated towards were ones that had that emotional underscore. One of the songs was a hit for Scylla Black in 1964, You're My World, director Edgar Wright. This song, You're My World by Scylla Black, is very instrumental in the movie because it's the song that starts the first dream sequence into the 60s. And I was always really taken with this song because the opening strings, to me, sound a little bit like a Bernard Herrmann score from a Hitchcock movie. So when I was listening to this massive playlist that I put together for Soho and You're My World would come up, just the intro always hooked me. And then I started to realize this is the first song that should soundtrack one of the 60s dream sequences. In the movie, you do see Scylla Black singing it and name drop alert, but I showed the film to Quentin Tarantino and You're My World happens to be one of his favorite songs. And he said that as it was playing, getting louder and louder, he was starting to kind of, starting to well up. And then he like full on started crying when Scylla Black actually appeared in the movie. <laughs> so, I mean, I feel the same way as it's like a, we had a Scylla Black impersonator in the scene, like singing as if she was singing the song live in the Café de Paris. And it's a very like emotional moment for me as well. Whenever that comes up in the film, it's just, uh, you know, very special. You're my world, you're every breath I take You're my world, you're every move I make Other eyes see the stars up in the skies But for me they shine within your eyes as the trees reach for the sun above So my arms reach out to you for love With your hand resting in mine I feel a power so your hand resting in mine I feel a power
That's it for this episode. For more information about Last Night in Soho and the music in it, check out focusfeatures.com. I'm John Langford, and thanks for listening.